Coming up on today's show, Hunter Dickinson is back in for Michigan basketball, but two other big freshmen from last season announced that they could be out. They'll weigh the options in the NBA, but what does it mean for the future of the Wolverines? We'll dive into all of that here on Locked On Big Ten. You are Locked On Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Big Ten. Everything you need to know about the Big Ten Conference every day of the week. I'm your host, Nate Dickinson. Thanks for making the show your first listen every weekday. Here is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Coming up on today's show... A few just hours, it seemed like, but I think it was a day or two after Hunter Dickinson announced he was coming back to the Michigan basketball program. Both Musa Diabate and Caleb Houston, in a matter of hours yesterday, announced they would be testing the waters for the NBA draft. What does this mean for the future of the Michigan Wolverines, the team that is at least right now favored to win the Big Ten next season, or at least has the brightest outlook if those players are back. We'll talk about all of that in just a minute. But first, I want to just dive into the decisions of both of these guys because both players, I think, have pretty different situations as they go into this NBA draft process. First off, if you want to know why this happened now, Sunday night was the deadline for players to, at the very, very least, throw their names into consideration for the NBA draft and let the NBA know if they were going to test those waters. So both Musa Diabate and Caleb Houston presumably did that last night and then make the announcements here today. Those players can work with certain agents, a list of certain NBA official or whatever it is, agents that don't violate the rules of their NCAA eligibility so they can go through all this while also still being able to, of course, come back to Michigan. This isn't stuff we have to refresh you on really, but... What is, of course, the individual situation for each? Diabate is someone we've talked a little bit more about because he's someone I've kind of pinpointed as a guy who I really think has a lot of growing to do and can really gain from coming back to the Michigan program. Now, let's look at things from both sides here. What we know about Musa Diabate is this. He's someone who was highly recruited out of high school. Number 17 overall recruit in the nation coming into this season as a freshman. Part of a huge, huge Michigan basketball recruiting class, and we'll talk more about that with Houston in just a minute. Had a successful freshman season, was named first team all-freshman for the Big Ten, had himself plenty of shining moments in the NCAA tournament run for the Wolverines, and has some attributes that are really, really valuable to people who are looking at him in the NBA. He's a good defender. He's just straight up springy, gets up off the court well, has a kind of raw athleticism and length to him that is something that GMs and front offices will look at and say, okay, these are a couple of those things that we can't teach guys, things that we aren't going to be able to draw out of just anybody. So while we can teach him the stuff that maybe is a little bit rough right now with Musa Diabate, and there is that stuff, the value for him is in the length, in, again, 
the leaping ability and the ability to cover ground on defense, be a good defender. It's that kind of stuff that's not going to go away if he were to come back for another year. But at the same time, he's somebody who has first-round projections at the start of this season, right? So he's fallen off a bit. Right now he's looking at someone who, if he were to be drafted in this draft and stay in the NBA draft, it would be like an end-of-second-round pick if he doesn't just go undrafted and try for the G League or something like that. It's not looking like it was for him, just like it's not looking like it was for a, a whole lot of Michigan recruits. Again, we'll talk about Caleb Houston in just a second here. But with what you have with Diabate, he has the potential to grow again next season, I think. Really show that he can become the basketball player that's more NBA-ready than I think a whole lot of scouts think he is right now. But what really interests me about what Diabate is going to do here is Now he goes through all this knowing that Hunter Dickinson is going to be back. Because when Hunter Dickinson was potentially leaving here, the opportunity for Diabate to come back and kind of not take over, but maybe take over a big piece of the pie of what Hunter Dickinson will be leaving behind in his role, I mean, that just opens up huge, huge possibilities for not only us to learn more about who he is as a basketball player, but also for him to really show off skill sets in a way that he had not had any sort of chance to with the way that Dickinson takes up minutes on the floor and just the way he has been being used throughout his freshman season. So when he's thinking about, all right, what's the best look for me as a pro prospect? Yes, I think he hopefully recognizes that there's room for him to grow and improve and prove doubters wrong, quite frankly, with where it is right now. But at the same time, the the opportunity for him to stay at college just got a whole lot different. And his role on that Michigan basketball team just got a whole lot smaller again with the announcement that Hunter Dickinson is going to be back again. So is it worth for him losing that year of value because he's still a freshman and still has the potential of having that one-and-done value attached to him coming out of this draft. Something that's, of course, still very valuable, age, in the NBA. Is it worth it for him to come back and try and prove the things that we're saying about him, and prove that he can do the things that we potentially think he can do on the basketball court? Yes, he can be really good defensively. Yes, he's shown he can have an impact in big game, small game, any game against any kind of team with his, again, length and ability to just be a presence on the floor. But you also saw, if you were watching Michigan basketball, him make a whole lot of mistakes over the last year too. So I guess my opinion of him having a whole lot to gain by coming back has to do with the maturity I see him getting in another year of college basketball, the basketball IQ that he would be able to gain there, as well as all the physical stuff to get him ready to play in the NBA too, because the guy's 6'11", but I think only like 2'10 right now. So when you put all that together, it, it says to me there's value to be had by coming back to school here. I don't see that that obviously all that often in a lot of players, but with Diabate, I do see it. Because I think the things that he needs to learn from, as I've said on the show before, are just so obvious 
when you're watching him out on the court and when you just look at who he is as a player compared to what the NBA needs him to be if he's going to be someone that sticks in that league. So we'll see what he ends up doing. And if it ends up being the NBA, I obviously wouldn't be surprised either. But I just think that with him, unlike a whole lot of other guys, I see a whole lot of value of him being able to come back and legitimate potential to up the draft stock and be someone like a Johnny Davis or a Keegan Murray in this next upcoming cycle. But we'll see what happens with him. Another guy who is potentially out of Michigan is Caleb Houston. Another with a similar resume. Highly touted recruit out of high school. Will he be a one and done? Will he come back for another year and another go with Jawan Howard and the Wolverines? We're going to talk about that here on Locked On Big Ten. We've been telling you for a while and it's not going to stop anytime soon. If you need some protein to get you through your workout or just through your day, Built Bar is the place to go for a protein bar that gives you all the nutrition you want, but also tastes as good as a candy bar. This stuff is legit. The real stuff as far as taste goes, as far as getting everything you need, it has all that too. We're talking less than 150 calories in every single built bar while getting four grams of net carbs and sugar in most bars and 100% real chocolate in every bar too. It's coated all around the outside. So when you open it up, you're going to say this looks like a candy bar. It's tasting like a candy bar. But when you look at the packaging, it's a protein bar. It's everything that you need to again get through your day or get through a workout or really just anything else. And if you want to try out built bar or any of the other Built Energy products, whether it be the Built Boosts, Built Puffs, little marshmallows you can pop right in your mouth, get that little boost, anything like that. Head on over to Built.com right now and use our promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, try it over at Built.com. All sorts of new flavors coming out with bars all the time over at the site. Head on over to Built.com and use the code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. Here on Locked On Big Ten, we're talking about these two Michigan freshmen going to be sophomores, potentially, who have now said they're going to test the waters at least for the NBA draft. Musa Diabate, and now here we'll discuss Caleb Houston. I'm Nate Dickinson. Thanks for joining us as always here on the show. Thanks for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen every single weekday. As we talked about Diabate and here get into Caleb Houston, I kind of wanted to think a little bit about what's the difference between these two guys as basketball recruits. Big differences, of course, who they are as players, but as far as prospects and what they are in this decision process of trying to figure out, will you go back to college or will you go to the pros? What is it that makes them different? Because quite honestly, on paper, there's a lot of similarities, both, as I said before, we left for a minute really, really highly touted high school recruits, part of a really, really highly touted overall Michigan Wolverines basketball recruiting class from last season. But I think one of the major differences here between Houston and Diabate, and when you look at these guys, a couple of guys with similar accolades, both in high school, Diabate was not highly as highly ranked as Houston, and in college, Diabate gets himself all Big Ten. Uh, I don't, and Caleb Houston was not there, but a double-digit score on a Michigan team that, again, made the Sweet 16. Both had really good years to start off college careers out of high school. But the point I'm trying to get to is here. With Caleb Houston, you have the guy who was 
the highlight of that recruiting class, right? Uh, number six or seven overall recruit in all of that class of 2021. And his plan going into college basketball was surely, it had to have been. Of course, you don't know. But when you're that high up the board, you have to be thinking one and done, right? So when I tried to think about the differences between these two guys and what their mindsets might be going through this process, yeah, things have changed, obviously, throughout the course of the season. I'm not saying that it was always that kind of a goal for Caleb Houston, and he's always been thinking about, okay, when do I get to declare for the NBA draft? It's not about that. I'm just saying the fact of the matter is, with Houston, more so than Diabate, Diabate started off on the bench here, earned his way up through into the starting lineup. Caleb Houston was someone who came in here and was like, I'm going to play one season at Michigan where we have an outstanding recruiting class and a top 10 team. We'll make a deep tournament run. I'll make a name for myself. And then I'm on to the NBA. I mean, that is the plan when you're that high up on the board. It's not a matter of arrogance. It's a matter of seeing what's been, what, 25, 30 years coming up on now of whenever this recruiting thing kind of took over in basketball and football. So when you have that kind of a mindset, I have to imagine that going through this kind of a process is a little bit different, right? I mean, the expectation was for Caleb Houston to be in this NBA draft and be a high pick. And in mock drafts, there are places where he could be slipping into the first round. A whole lot of places are saying that he, like Diabate, could be a second-round pick if picked at all. But I do think that with him, there's a, a little bit of a different motivation to get to that next level. And, and of course, it's not off anything that is real or tangible. It's all speculation. But I just have to imagine that if you're that highly touted of the guy, if you're the guy in the class for this program, of all programs, that is kind of known for having big, good recruiting classes every now and then. I feel like you have to have at least a little bit, or I would have at least a little bit more of a drive to go pro, whether that be getting drafted or going to the G League and starting to make my money playing basketball. Of course, the NIL money's still there now. But if I'm Caleb Houston, I think that matters. Maybe I'm overthinking it. But I think he's been through a lot. He's someone who I think sees the potential like Musa Diabate does to be able to come back and potentially break out next season. But I think he also sees that throughout the first year, he's been through a whole lot of the downside of college basketball. Has had to hear a whole lot of doubt both about the team that he's on and I'm sure about who he is as an individual. And it has not always been good for him individually in this season for Michigan. There's been a lot of up and down roller coaster rides for Caleb Houston. So if I'm just looking at his situation, I'm just seeing when compared to like a Diabate, not as much of an opportunity for him to be able to come back and say, okay, here's my chance, one, two, three, to be able to really elevate who I am to these NBA recruiters. Can he do more of what he does? Yes, of course. Can he get more consistent? Yes. But as far as the skills of who he is, I don't see him developing into some sort of breakout player next season like that. 
I see him doing more of what he does. If he gets a bigger role, he can do more of what he does. And if he gets a big enough role and starts to do it at a big enough consistent level, he can live up to the expectations of, again, sixth best in this class and become a lottery pick. But I, I don't know if I'm him right now. I'm taking a look at my situation as a whole and saying that that's what's best. Again, it's something that I'm sure now I'm overthinking too much and trying to get into a guy's head about. But when you think about a guy who is a top 10 guy in the high school class, that's him being told for like, what, he's going to be a sophomore in college now. So since start of high school, so five, maybe six years now of him being told you're one of the best in your age group. And now everybody else who's been in that same group with you, competing with you, is going to the NBA. But hey, maybe you should stay back another year. I feel like that's got to matter. It doesn't make decisions. It doesn't make especially potentially million-dollar decisions like these ones at all. I get that. But what I'm saying is that I do think it matters maybe just a little bit. And when I'm trying to think about the difference between these two Michigan freshmen, both looking at what they have as far as the decision to make, again, they're hugely different as basketball players. I'm thinking a little bit about that. A little bit about how that, if not pride, at very least sense of urgency starts to creep in. We'll be back here in just a second to get you everything that you may have missed in Big Ten news. Whole lots of Big Ten players of the week to tell you about across lacrosse and softball, too, I think it is, too. Yeah, we'll get to that in all in just a second. You're listening to Locked On Big Ten. BetOnline.net is your place to go for all of your sports betting needs, whether it be actually placing your bets or just the sports info and lines and things that you need to know to make sure that you're making the smart bets Bet Online has it all. It can be your one-stop shop for anything that you want to do as far as sports gambling goes. And again, they're always renovating with new ways to put your money on your favorite players and teams. And the new website just looks good too. If you've been betting on sports online for a while, you know that that's far from a guarantee. Head on over to Bet Online right now and see what I'm talking about. Bet Online, where the game starts. Back on Locked On Big Ten, wrapping things up with a quick take that I actually saw here from Andy Katz. Andy Katz, a big Big Ten guy, just a big college basketball guy in general, but it seems to put his face on Big Ten stuff more so than anything else. He, I mean, works with the Big Ten Network. That's not coincidental, I guess. But what I'm saying is he's a Big Ten guy, and he knows this conference. He knows this conference is basketball, and he was quoted earlier today, I I guess, maybe it was yesterday, I don't know, but with saying that if Trace Jackson Davis comes back to Indiana, that he would reshuffle things around and probably have the Hoosiers at the top of this conference right now. And now, I don't know if that means without, um, if you're Michigan, Musa Diabate or Caleb Houston, he, he said it when he knew Hunter Dickinson was coming back, but I just don't think that that kind of a move for Indiana is as big as a Michigan team getting Hunter Dickinson back. A Michigan team that was already in pretty much all the recruiting rankings, or I'm sorry, uh, way too early preseason rankings. Michigan was already ahead of Indiana. 
And getting Hunter Dickinson back is bigger than if Indiana had gotten Trace Jackson Davis back. Uh, you got to remember, IU was a fringe tourney team for a lot of this season. And at the start of the season, too, it was only really the hot start in the non-conference that had IU fans confident for a lot of that early part of the year. And to be fair, Michigan was a fringe tourney team, too. But we all knew what that talent on the Wolverines was. And it looked a whole lot better at the end of the year than it did at the beginning. You can't say the same about that with Indiana. And you don't know exactly what that roster is going to look like with Indiana next year, even if Trace Jackson Davis comes back. I just, I say all this not to get into the specifics of, oh, is Michigan going to be better than Indiana in 2023? That's not the point. I think the point is to not say that. Not get too overhyped and start to overreact about the individual moves that are going on right now here. Because I think it's been pretty well established over the last couple of weeks on this show that nobody in the Big Ten is whole right now. There is no roster that has itself set. There isn't a roster I know maybe that even has a starting five set as things currently stand. Everyone's still looking in the transfer portal. There are still a few 2022 recruits that need to decide things as well who have eyes on the Big Ten. There's a lot still that needs to be decided as far as where everyone is going to move, who is going to stay, who is going to go, whether it be to the pros or another team. It's all still very much up in the air. So when Hunter Dickinson comes back, I am confident saying that right now that makes Michigan the favorites going into the next basketball season. But it's not because I'm confident in Michigan more so than it is I'm more confident in Michigan having some sort of stability than I am anybody else, right? So if you bring Trace Jackson Davis back, I don't think there's any Hoosiers fans right now who are thinking, oh, yes, Big Ten favorites now. Yeah, really good player and makes your team a whole lot better than it was going to be last season. But can you say here and guarantee that it's going to be that much better than everybody else or even better compared to everybody else than it was this year? Because, again, middle-of-the-pack Big Ten team. Getting back a player you already had is not something that fixes that. Again, everyone else is taking a step back. But just don't overreact to all of that just yet. All right, before we go, a whole lot of athletes of the week in lacrosse and softball announced earlier here today. Let's run through them really, really quick because there's a lot of names to get to. Uh, Offensive player of the week in men's lacrosse was Logan Wisnowskis of Maryland. Co-defenders of the week, Tyler Gallagher of OSU and Ethan Rawl of Rutgers. Specialists of the week, Logan McNaney of Maryland and Jonathan Duginio of Rutgers. Freshman of the week, Ryan Cohen of Michigan. In the women's lacrosse side, Offensive Player of the Week, Libby May Jr. of Maryland. Midfielder, Cassidy Spillis Jr. of Rutgers. Defender, Emily Sterling Jr. of Maryland. And freshman, Brooke Haas of Penn State. Uh, Co-pitchers of the week in softball were Courtney Weich, Danielle Williams, and Melina Wilkison of Maryland Northwestern and Ohio State. And co-players of the week on the softball side were Kylie Goff of Maryland and Nikki Cochran of Northwestern. Congratulations to all of them. Just like to give out a little shout out when we can when that stuff comes out because, you know, 
playing well. We got to give those sports some love. We'll be back tomorrow here with Locked On Big Ten. Again, NFL Draft is right around the corner. We're going to talk more Big Ten football here as we get into the thick of things here on Locked On Big Ten. Thanks again for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen every single weekday. Now make your second listen Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL corner Eric Crocker bring you the NFL Draft every single day with insight on analysis from college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and, of course, available wherever you get your podcasts.